This is Hallway Chats, where we meet people who use WordPress. We ask questions, and our guests share their stories, ideas, and perspectives. And now the conversation begins. This is episode 90. Welcome to Hallway Chats. I'm Liam Dempsey. And I'm Tara Clays. Today we're joined by David Wolfpaw. David is a professional web developer focused on helping small businesses by providing ongoing WordPress maintenance and support through his service, FixUpFox. He helps organize both WordPress Orlando and WordCamp Orlando. Welcome, David. Glad to have you here. Thanks for having me. Hey, David. Thanks for joining us today. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself, please? Yes. um, uh, Well, professionally, I've been doing web development I suppose not professionally. I started web development in high school, uh, which at this point now is what, almost 20 years ago. Um, and then I started doing web development professionally when I was in college, uh, when the things that I was doing for fun, you know, for myself, just building little websites for myself or for my friends, uh, other people started asking me to do them as a business. At the time, I was uh, charging an embarrassingly low amount, even for that time, uh, and over over the years, I've slowly increased both my skill level and, uh, and the billing. Um, and then in 2008, I believe, is the first time that I discovered WordPress. Um, it had just hit version 3.0, so I only got... Actually, sorry, I, I, well, it doesn't matter, but uh, I came in a little bit before that, so I know when custom post types came out, that was very exciting um, in 3.0. And yeah, so just about uh, 11 years now, I've been working with WordPress and I've been managing uh, WordCamp Orlando and WordPress Orlando, the meetup since 2012. That's a lot of WordPress. When did, uh, when did you start working for yourself? We, we heard earlier in, the, in our conversation that you have a company called Fire Up Fox. Did that spin right out of college? Did you graduate and then just go right into self-employment? Um, well, yes and no. Uh, actually, just before I graduated, you know, I realized that, uh, so, you know, I was doing this uh, basically off the books for a few years. Um, and just before I graduated in 2009, um, I realized I should, you know, get a little bit more formal, more official. Um, so I just had my 10 year anniversary of uh, my, the company that I, uh, the parent company is actually called Orange Blossom Media. Um, I can get into a little bit about the, the name thing. Uh, but just had the 10 year anniversary about a week or two ago. Congratulations. Um, thank you very much. Um, and through that time, I worked for uh, two other agencies doing some work for them. Uh, but I always kept the company going in the background. Um, the second company that I worked for, it was basically a go to work, uh, go home, take a nap, eat dinner, and then spend like another five or six hours on the computer working on client work. Uh, until I got to the point where I was making about as much at home as I was at the other job. So of course, you know, when I quit that, I did have a, you know, an income drop, uh, but the, the extra time let me build the business up a bit more. Uh, so I started out doing uh, just custom website builds uh, that would include building custom themes, custom plugins for clients, um, or just setting things up. Uh, but then I noticed that a lot of clients were coming back to me. They would say, you know, like I'm talking about a year or two later for some of them, you know, hey, um, you know, we love the site, but somebody hacked us or um, this is great, but we lost some files. Do you have a backup still? Something like that. So in 2014, um, 
I should probably have pulled up dates sometime September, 2014, uh, range. Uh, I started a side service, uh, that would manage people's, uh, websites ongoing. And that was the company that, uh, eventually got called fix up Fox. It's was intended to just be like a little side thing. Uh, but over the past two years, that's been my main source of revenue. So clients will come to me, they will pay, you know, on a monthly or an annual basis, and I will handle most things for their WordPress sites. Um, the thing that I found most important was preventative care. You know, when I bring someone on, I tell them, honestly, 75% of the requests that I used to get, uh, I won't get anymore because they were things relating to backups, to security, to updates failing, things like that. All the kind of things that, you know, I consider tables takes for any maintenance company. Make sure you have at least daily backups, some sort of security, daily updates, et cetera. Yeah, I I had a local a meetup last night here, and most of the people that attend this meetup are beginners uh, and not experienced users. And I always ask what topics they'd like to cover in future meetups. And the main topic this time people wanted to hear about was backups, how to backup, where to backup, when to backup, all of those things. So that is something that befuddles a lot of users of, of how to do it and not sure if they're putting it in the right place and and all of that. So having a service that offers that it gives people a lot of security and confidence that their website is is going to be available if anything bad happens. So I can understand that's probably a a, an easy selling point. What are the biggest challenges with that business? I'm glad to hear it's growing and, and it's become a good source of revenue for you. What is the, what is your challenge? I know there are a lot of other companies that, that do that. Yeah. So, um, just like, I think if you ask most people who have their own WordPress based companies, um, assuming they're selling services, uh, a lot of people say, it doesn't, you know, I don't consider these other people my competitors. I consider them partners or friends because there's so much work to go around. Um, and I think the same thing happens in the maintenance space as well. You know, of course, there's the opportunity for somebody to choose my company over, uh, as you said, one of the many, many other companies that offer WordPress maintenance um, or choose one of them over me. But I, I could not handle, you know, all the work that is available there. Um, I think more people should be moving into uh, recurring revenue. I think it's very, I mean, you know, I know it's easier said than done, just like myself, like so many other people want to pivot into trying products out, um, you know, one day. Uh, it, it's certainly easier said than done, but if you take the time to work at it, it is, it, it's just, it's great to have something where you know, okay, at least, you know, barring anything crazy, everyone like suddenly canceling, I have this much coming in each month and I don't have to worry about those dry periods when people, you know, don't need new work. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, when we're recording this, it's early February and, uh, in January I had the onslaught of emails from people who, you know, suddenly have new budgets available or who have a new resolution to do some updates to the website or something. So the past few weeks have seen a huge influx of, uh, new work. Who knows what's going to happen later in the year, but the clients that I'm, you know, have on a regular retainer, uh, I at least know that they'll be there. Yeah. Um, what is your, I guess, how do you divide your time up and manage that? Because doing maintenance on websites uh, is not predictable in terms of your schedule. You can't plan when a website's going to go down and when somebody's going to email you with an emergency. So do you have a team that helps you in other time zones or do you keep your phone by your bed and you're waiting for something, you know, you're ready for somebody to contact you at one in the morning that their website's down? How do you manage that scheduling? 
Um, well, both of the things that you said, you know, having a 24 hour team or keeping my phone by my bed, uh, they presuppose that, um, you know, one, there's some things that happen that would be major emergencies. And two, it's assumed that I would be available on call 24 seven for them. Um, and I do understand that there are a lot of companies that want that. And there are companies that, you know, market that I listened to the episode that you had with, uh, with Joe Howard of WP buffs. And he mentioned that was one of their growing pains was moving to the 24 seven. Um, it's certainly a selling point. I've certainly lost potential leads that, you know, wanted some 24 seven support. Uh, but honestly it's myself and, uh, you know, a few contractors as needed. Um, but the majority of the work I do myself, uh, that's been the case for, you know, past few years. I honestly, it's easier to manage when, you know, you know, your own schedule. Um, of course, if anything happens, I need to make sure there's something in place and, that's what I found most, uh, most helpful is having something in place, having some sort of processes, some sort of systems for work. Uh, so one thing that, you know, my clients know when I'm onboarding them, actually, even when we're in the sales pitch, you know, before, before they give me any money is that, uh, you're working with me directly. Um, if we're working with anyone else, you'll know in advance, you know, who it is, what they'll be doing. And, um, you know, here are all the ways that you can reach me. And so I try to make it more personal. Uh, the newsletters that I send to clients are more personalized. Um, I also, you know, share with them some things that are going on in my life. I try to, you know, uh, keep up with what's going on in their lives a bit. I try to make it a bit more of a, you know, one-to-one relationship. You're not just hiring a, a company, um, but you're hiring a person individually. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think the reason that I do that, or the reason that I think that I do that is because they know there's somebody at the other end of the computer. You know, it's not... Mm-hmm. Like if you ever, you know, just talk to customer support at some big company and, you know, it's just like somebody who doesn't care who you are, doesn't even know who you are, you're a number there, something like that. Um, so, you know, they'll know when I go, well, it's after 5 p.m. Eastern time um, or it's the weekend. So we'll be getting to this on Monday. Yeah, that's got to build a lot of trust where they can say to you, hey, David, you remember a couple of months ago when we did this thing and they automatically, you know what that is, right? It's not a support ticket where they have to type it in and, well, we did this and we did that. We did that two months ago because you were the one that did it and you remember. And I I suppose also then that with that trust, if it is 5.05 on a Thursday afternoon and the client emails in, hey, David, this really is an emergency, you know that client. And you can say, you know what? That person never cries emergency when it's not. I'm going to jump back on and, and, and take that because that is an emergency. Let me fix that because it's the trust in the relationship, right? Absolutely. Um, again, that's to say, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a stickler like, nope, it's, you know, absolutely after this time frame, not going to help you. Um, but I have the opportunity. I have the option to do so if I want to. Um, and I say that just to say, I don't feel the, you know, I don't feel, as stressed as I could be. Um, cause there's certainly a lot of things that can get stressful about work. Uh, but I've been making a conscious effort over the past few years to remove as many of the stresses as I can. One of them being feeling like I always have to be, you know, by my computer 24 seven. Um, anytime that I have a support ticket come in, I do get a notification about it. Uh, that's one of the very, very few notifications that I allow to, you know, take place on my devices. Uh, so again, I have no other, uh, no other cruft coming in that I have to filter through. So I know when it's important. Um, and then, uh, right. So, uh, so not only do I, uh, yeah, I, I will be available when they need me, but within reason. So we both feel comfortable on both sides, or at least 
you know, that's how it always, uh, seems to me. Um, cause I'll get some clients who will, you know, say, Oh, thank you for responding so quickly. And, uh, you know, I responded that afternoon when they sent me a message earlier in the day, but you know, I had closed email cause I was in the middle of, um, you know, a deeper project. And I always felt even years ago, that was one of the things that clients would say when they would work with me, they'd go, I'd like working with you because, uh, you're responsive, you know, so many places you'll go to and say, Hey, I need, you know, a full website built. Here's all my details. Um, and then the person wouldn't get back to them until they had something fully complete and go, here you go. Here's your website. Enjoy. And then of course, you know, they didn't have any conversations in between to say, uh, is this what you want? What might've changed over time? How does this change? Um, or some people just not getting back to them at all. You know, a lot of companies just won't respond. And I feel that way too. I, I will talk to some other companies or some other contractors that I might want to work with and just get no response for whatever reason. Um, to the, to the yeah, that's a good point. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I interrupted you. Carry on. Oh, no, no. Uh, to the point where he said that, you know, I know what's going on on the website. Um, you know, of course, I try to keep copious notes. I also let clients know, I'm going to tell you what I'm doing unless you don't want me to. So, you know, if they ask me to make some change, I can go here, I will give you a detailed multiple paragraph. Here's what I did and why, or here's what was wrong and why, um, unless you don't care and you go, I just want it fixed, you know, and more clients are in the latter camp. They're just like, I want it fixed. Not, not like in a, uh, you know, I don't care what you're doing, but more of a, it's great that it's up. This is why I'm hiring you. Um, right. It's like when we go to the lawyer or the accountant and say, fix our books or write us a new contract, we don't really care how they do the research as long as they do it well and they give us a contract that protects us. Right. Um, but I also make sure I'm available for any education that they may want uh, because sometimes, you know, the, I'll see something where I go, oh, this thing stopped working because of this other thing that you're using because of whatever. Uh, so here are a few options we can do to fix the problem or here's something to keep in mind for the future. Um, you, you mentioned that, uh, I would, you know, if I keep notes, I'll be able to remember and go back and make changes again. And I think that's also important, uh, for timing. And that's one of the, you know, when people ask me, um, so, uh, to back up part of my service is besides all the preventative care. Um, I also offer unlimited small task fix. Um, so basically in my mind, I say anything that I consider to be under say a half hour or so of work would be included. Um, I have a uh, detailed page on my site that I can refer people to that says, here are the kind of things that are normally included. Here's the kind of things that aren't included in service. Uh, just so, you know, they know in advance that if they have something small, they need to get done. Uh, they can send an email and it'll get done probably the same day. Um, and not have to worry about, you know, hiring somebody for every little task they have on their website. Um, you know, going through that process over and over again. And if they ask, you know, how, or if anyone asks, how can you support that? Usually I, um, the main thing is the time savings. If I have a relationship with a client, then I can do things more proactively. You know, I can make changes before they even see that they need to be made. Um, and I'll know where their site is at. So if you had me, you know, go on and make a change to the menu on your site, um, that could take me a half hour the first time to do so, where I have to get your credentials, log in, you know, make sure I'm not messing anything else up, blah, blah, blah. Find out that it's actually in a widget instead of a menu, whatever. Uh, the second time you ask me to make a change there, you know, it'll take maybe five minutes to log in. I know where the change is and do it. Uh, so over time, I think it serves both parties well. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Uh, we have a, an agreement with some of our clients where if anything is less than two hours, they don't ask for an estimate and we don't provide it. We just do the work. And that saves us having to 
spend 10 minutes, 15 minutes, how long is this going to take? Uh, and to prepare an estimate, even if it's just in the body of an email, send it over to them. They have to think about it, respond. And just because we know and they know and there's a trust, if it takes us 15 minutes, we'll bill 15. If it takes us an hour and a half, we're going to bill an hour and a half. And it's the efficiency of time and not having to make decisions makes it much, much easier for everybody involved. So, but it's all based on trust, what you're talking about. David, let me let me ask you a little bit about the WordPress community. Uh, we heard earlier in our conversation that you help organize WordPress Orlando, the meetups there, and the WordCamp there. How did you get involved with the community? You told us earlier that you you discovered WordPress around uh, 3.0. Um, did that? Did you discover the software? Then the community? Did somebody drag you to a meetup, and then you said, "Well, the software is cool." Tell us a little bit about. Yeah, uh, I discovered WordPress, the software, uh, several years before I discovered the community. Um, so it was very, it was early 2008. Um, I remember I was working on, um, I was working on a project for a client that was going to include some blogging capabilities. That's why I went looking for blogging tools and found WordPress. Um, at the time, I was already doing some PHP development. So, you know, I wasn't fully afraid of it. But at the same time, I know I did a lot of really dumb things. And I probably am doing really dumb things now too. I'm laughing and raising my hand too. (laughs) I'm with you there. Um, But, uh, you know, even though things like the forums existed, um, I didn't really piece uh, two and two together. Um, It wasn't until I was working at an agency in uh, in 2011. uh, I saw that somebody there was on Meetup and they were like, hey, there's a WordPress Meetup starting. Um, and I'm, I'll get really detailed just because I remember exactly the WordPress meetup started in November 2011. Um, I went to the very first meeting with a coworker and uh, met a few other people in the community who I still continue to see and talk to this day. Um, and then by the third meetup, I was helping to organize it, um, which would have been like, I think, January 2012. Uh, that's because there was one person doing it who, you know, knew that he wanted to have meetups uh, around WordPress, but honestly didn't, he, he wasn't, you know, he wanted people who knew more WordPress to come, uh, which I get the same benefit too. people who know more than me come and teach me things all the time at the meetups. Um, and then 2012, we rebooted the WordCamp Orlando, uh, cause it had been dormant for a year. Um, so yeah, I knew about WordPress well before I knew about the WordPress community. And I've found that's been a thing for a lot of our other organizers as well. You know, they say, I, I can't believe I didn't realize there were other people here who, you know, cared as much about a piece of software as I do. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's an experience we hear a lot about on the show. Um, let, me, let me change gears on you one more time, if I can, and ask you about success. This is a question we ask uh, all of our guests. And I'm, I want you to share your definition of success, whether it's a definition of personal success, professional success, or maybe a mixture of both. Yeah, absolutely. Um, myself, when I, you know, when I think about any goals that I have for the future, um, you know, any plans that I'm making, uh, I consider success around those, uh, obviously, you know, to be complete as many of those as I can. Um, but I consider it more in personal terms. Uh, this business is here to serve my life, you know, not, not the other way around. Um, I enjoy the work that I do. Of course, there are a lot of things that are you know, can get frustrating, like in the day to day in the moment. Um, but at the end of the day, I enjoy what I'm doing for work. And it is helping me to live a comfortable life. You know, I'm, I'm very thankful that I've had the opportunities that I've had, uh, that people have given me the help to like up that I've had in the past. Um, 
that, that's my roundabout way of saying that, you know, success to me is that, you know, I'm not thinking about it in the, in financial terms in in terms of like, Oh, I want to have the biggest company do the biggest thing. Um, but Oh, I have money in the bank. So I know if there's, you know, an emergency, uh, if there's a, if there's an accident or anything, uh, I'll be covered. Um, you know, Oh, I have, uh, great relationships that I've built both in and out of this community that aren't negatively getting affected, uh, by my work. Um, and I say that cause again, I, I, I try to remember that, you know, what's a statistic, like some way too high number of Americans, uh, would be, uh, wouldn't be able to pay their mortgage if they missed a single paycheck. You know, of course we had hundreds of thousands that missed a lot of paychecks over the past few weeks. Um, I'm, I'm very thankful that I'm not in that position. And I remember getting to that position, uh, and feeling like this sense of relief going, okay, great. I, um, I went, I went through one of those financial courses a few years ago. And, you know, one of the things that a lot of them tell you is, uh, uh, make sure that you have, you know, some amount of money in the bank, uh, for emergencies, things like that. Um, so that's one thing that I consider success right now. I am fairly healthy. Um, you know, I have great relationships. I don't have any major, you know, life issues, both ones that either I caused or the ones that a lot of people have that they don't have control over. Um, and I'm able to give a lot of help to other people. How do you manage a, a balance of things? You have a couple of different businesses and a personal life, I assume. So talk a little bit about your, I'll use that cliche term work-life balance, but how do you <laughs> mentally, emotionally, physically, how do you manage the balance between running your own business and having a life outside of that? Yeah. Um, in part, I admit probably more than it should be. Um, a lot of my personal life can revolve around business related things. Uh, we do at least two meetups a month as an example, and I can't remember the last one that I missed. Um, and then of course, you know, we do all the things outside of the meetups that are related to the community. Uh, that's one way that helps to build some of those relationships that can become more personal. You know, a lot of the other organizers I consider personal friends, not just professional friends. Um, and then I find time for, you know, my hobbies and my interests outside of work. And I have, you know, again, besides having cutoff times where I can go sure, I will do some work in the evening if I choose to do so, but I have that option not to. Um, that lets me not feel you know, like say guilty that I'm leaving some task hanging. Uh, I, I, of course, all the things that most people say, try to maintain time to be healthy a bit, you know, take a walk every day, uh, walk with my dogs, um, you know, spend time with friends. Uh, I, I admit, I do always feel that there's more that I could be doing, you know, every time that there's, uh, which I guess could be a positive in one way going, yes, there is that task hanging. But honestly, once I finish that one, there's another task hanging, another one. Exactly. So, yeah. you know, I don't have to think that this one task is the one thing that's keeping me frustrated. Um, the task of Damocles, yeah. <laughs> not the sword. It's just the to-do yeah. list of Damocles. <laughs> I, I have a lot of to-do lists. Um, I try to stay very organized. And uh, the thing that I feel most important yeah, for work-life balance for me is having systems and processes, uh, just knowing what I'm going to do, how I'm going to handle the situation when it comes up. Of course, you can't handle everything. Um, automating a few things if I can, uh, making tasks easier. I'm a big fan of having canned emails that I can, you know, bring up with a, a text snippet so mm -hmm. that I can, yeah. yeah. Cause it's like, of course I'm not just going to send a 
you know, form email to somebody, but that gets me, you know, 80, 90% of the way there for the requests that are the same all the time. Um, anything that I see myself doing, you know, more than once or twice, I want to at least document in some way and then hopefully find some way to improve it. And, uh, I do have a few other, you know, business ideas that are related to that, uh, that I'm working on now because I finally decided to set aside some official time for them. <laughs> um, I guess that's another thing. I, uh, try to make certain things that I can schedule scheduled to say, you know, the focus of this week is going to be X. Yeah. Is, do you have a system or a, a method that you use for that? Or you write it down on a piece of paper? How do you, how do you do that sort of goal setting? Um, I am a humongous fan of Trello. Uh, if people don't know, Trello is like a Kanban, agile, you know, whatever. I, I know there's actual methodologies for those, uh, but it's like that kind of board, um, that, uh, Dave Allen getting things done, uh, mentality of, you know, moving things, um, you know, sorting things out and getting rid of the things that aren't important, which I think is just as important as getting things done is figuring out what things don't need to get done at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just handling, you know, all the small things. And I'm going to say this maybe in a, in a joking manner because some of the people in my life, um, some of the people close to me in my life, <laughs> uh, aren't very organized. And at times I can see a problem coming, you know, like a mile away. And I'm like, hey, you should do this. They don't do it. It happens. And I don't want to, you know, like do a gloating, I told you so, but more of a you know, oh, I think of these things that look really minor in advance. That way, when they come up, hopefully they things go smooth. Um, you know, oh, I see that. I, I, I'm trying to, I don't have any great example off the top of my head, but just things that can seem like insignificant, little, honestly, just thinking about something and doing it in advance in the moment while you're there can save so much headache later. Yeah, planning is a good thing. And it sounds like we're going to transition really easily into my next question because you are giving us some good advice and giving our listeners some advice about managing their schedules and being organized. But can you share with us some advice that you've received, a piece of advice that's really stuck with you and that you've implemented into your life? Uh, Most of those things that I went over, um, other people taught me. You know, I didn't just discover on my own. Yeah. Um, uh, Especially the most important, you know, of those things would be Um, Again, finding out what things don't need to be done. Um, You know, I'm sure we've heard it from many people many times. Um, My favorite is the way Derek Sivers says it, which is either it's a hell yes or it's a no. Um, In case any of you like, change it to heck yes (laughs) instead of a no. (laughs) Um, And and, uh, I don't always do that. And again, you can hear people say things like that all the time and still find it hard to implement. Uh, But if I can be one more person in that chorus... If something, you know, isn't the right fit for you and you can choose not to do it, you know, like you can choose not to take that specific client, you have the, uh, the ability to not work on a specific project, listen to your gut, um, you know, make time for the ones that are the right fit for you. Yeah, I like that a lot. And that's, uh, for me anyway, that's a difficult practice to get to get over. I tend to forget it, right? Like that sounds really interesting. Let me explore that. And then I'm three months and maybe 15 or 20 hours of mental exercises and paper exercises, paper, not paper exercises. I don't do those paper exercises into it and realize, you know, 
I don't like this. I don't want to do this. But I've already committed so much time. Maybe if I just do a little more, I can get around the corner or get around the bend and it'll be fun. That's really hard for me. But I think you're absolutely right. The sense of relief and uh, it's just that. The sense of release of that's not for me. I'm not going to do that anymore. It's not hanging over me. It's not keeping me down. It's not occupying my thoughts. That's a, that's a great bit of advice. Thank you for sharing that. And uh, like I said, that and really a lot of things um, I've learned from the WordPress community. Uh, there are a lot of great people in the Orlando area. Um, and of course, you know, I've gone to many, many WordCamps. There's great people there who've taken their time out to, you know, sit and chat with me about any questions that I might have, um, share a lot of advice. Some of the people who come to top of mind are uh, Mason James uh, of Valet, uh, Syed Balki of WP Beginner, and... Um, Automotive and all, all of his many companies. Yeah. Um, Corey Miller of iThemes. Uh, I'm trying to think. There, there's a lot of people who've had said like specific things that, you know, when they said them, you know, again, other people could have said them in the past. I might have heard it before, but for some reason, just whatever way they said it was the way that it finally clicked for me. Yeah. Um, a lot of my perf- personal and professional success is thanks to people in this community uh, saying, you know, cool, you're doing whatever it is that you're doing, um, here's a way you can do it better. Or here's the way that I do it. And I don't know, or have you considered this? Yeah, I think it's unique to this community. I've talked to people in other fields and they don't seem to have the same kind of interactive, supportive, inspirational uh, community that we have. I think many of us can say that we are better, not just in our in our professions and in our coding and in our development, our business, but also I think as people, I think we inspire each other. There's a lot of great people in this community who, who set a good example for how to be, how to be a better person every day. So sounds like that's. Here, that's here, here, here. Yeah. And if I can um, just share one more thing relating to that. Um, not only can people give a lot, not only do people give me a lot of help, but I consciously try to make that effort to give help to others. Uh, besides, you know, at least setting several hours aside every month to do in-person help desks with people at our meetup. Um, I mean, more like helping raise others up. Uh, I, yeah. Uh, so everyone else who's, uh, I don't, I'm not like, it's not like a bragging thing or anything, but everyone else who's an organizer of one of our meetups is somebody who, you know, came in and I was like, Hey, you should get involved and start doing this. That's great. Um, our, we had a new member who came to one of our meetups about two years ago and his very first meetup, he asked a lot of very good questions and I saw he was actually taking notes and uh, he was very thankful. And a few months later, um, you know, and he would keep coming. And a few months later, I asked him if he could share what he was working on. And he was like, well, you know, I, I don't know much. I only started doing this a few months ago. Um, so he gave a talk about getting started with getting involved with WordPress and getting started with development. And it was amazing. Like he said, he had never done public speaking before. I'm pretty sure he is lying because <laughs> it was amazing. People loved it. Um, WordCamp Orlando is coming up in a few months, and uh, all the organizers. We were like, "What about uh, uh, what about this guy?" Uh, I mean, I guess if you could look it up, uh, his name's Sam Smith. Uh, he's one of the, our organizers here. Um, he works for GiveWP, and uh, or he he does now. That is, um, and we said that was a great talk. People to meet up loved it. Um, why don't we have him be the keynote for WordCamp Orlando this year? because it's starting the first day, very inspirational. You know, I didn't know anything about the web. Here I am working for a company doing all this like a year later. Um, and again, it was amazing. 
That's great. You're making me want to come. That's that's great. Thank you so much for sharing everything that you shared with us today. We are out of time, but I think we're ending on a really positive note, which is always great to do. So uh, where can people find you online, David? Yeah, um, the main place, if they want to find anything professional, uh, would be fixupfox.com. Um, honestly, the main, I just use DBAs for things now from the main business. Uh, and then uh, my full name, David Wolfpaw on Twitter. Um, those are probably the two main places. I'm not super active on social media on purpose. Yeah, we'll put those in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing your story today, David. Bye-bye. Thanks for having me. Bye. Thanks, David. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the show. We sure hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you like what we're doing here, meeting new people in our WordPress community, we invite you to tell others about it. We're on iTunes and at hallwaychats.com. Better yet, ask your WordPress friends and colleagues to join us on the show. Encourage them to complete the Beyond the Show form on our site to tell us about themselves.